Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, find out what gives them their magic. Wow. This is not your normal episode. Uh, this is our, our tease. This is where we just, uh, you know, we lift the shirt, drop a little titillation on your face and ears. Uh, I am your host, Josh Griffey. Joined, as always, on this audio wet t-shirt experience by my friend and co-host, Alex Andino. Sorry, I'm still, like, getting over, like, break of a like, You don't you know? like the Macho Man Randy yeah, I was going to say, I really like this, like, new WWE thing. <laughs> I was like, I wish on. you would have told me 12 episodes ago. No, no, this is good. Actually, not even, this is straight WCW 80s, like, break of a part. Yeah, I mean, if I was going into a wet t-shirt contest, that's the vibe I would be cultivating. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where's my twisted sister song? Get it's my, good. my like glitter it. and my voice ready. Uh, okay, guys, it has been an exciting first year of the Film Alchemist pod. Um, not technically a full year, but we did something that I think shocked both of us. We essentially crammed an entire year's worth of movies into our first six months of existence. How many episodes um, did we get through? It's got to be It's at least 50, right? Oh, we're going to clear 50 by the end of December. That's more than we were able to do the first year. 52 to 54. Wow. Yeah, no, we really, uh, we pushed hard for you guys. Um, We've been having a lot of fun with the show. We've appreciated you guys getting in. Uh, We just added our entire library to YouTube as part of a new project for all of our podcasts that we do and some new live video content we're going to do. I actually went and picked up, I'm starting a new segment for YouTube where I'm going to drive to various gas stations find the most awesome movie I can on the rack and discuss it. I already found a classic Roger Corman presents at a gas station in Florida, <laughs> but we'll get to that. Uh, so yeah, wait guys, in lots Florida, of you're kidding. Coming. Not there of all the places. <laughs> they have great, great gas station cinema. That's all I know. <laughs> that's because nobody watches movies. Everyone's too busy smoking meth. So that's fine. <laughs> the gas stations, they saw the Goliath that was blockbuster topple and they're like, we can feed on this corpse. <laughs> exactly. That's Florida for you right there. <laughs> Feasting yeah, on the bloated corpse of America. I think it's going to be a good bit, though. I am excited about yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, good. Quick note. I am sorry that uh, this last month we did miss now playing Suspiria that was promised. Uh, I was fucking debilitated. You could say I was hobbled Kathy Bates style by my Midwestern address. <laughs> unable to catch this period Midwestern myself. misery I know and I uh judging by Alex's just hate-filled grimace as he tried not to spoil it for me I really am sad that we missed it it will be coming to you in January when it yeah. drops on Amazon uh we will make up for our promise I did see it and uh yeah I'm actually really excited to talk about it <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you're not excited about the movie, but perhaps excited to fucking spar with me. I, I, I left the theater going, thinking to myself, I cannot wait to talk to Griffey about this movie because I have a feeling we're going to be literally be on the complete opposite side of how we felt about this film. Like, <laughs> one side. I still think I'm going to like it. Everything I've seen about it has gotten me fully rock hard except for the runtime. I'll tell you right now, I fully expected to like it as well. And the runtime really does like weigh on you. <laughs> the problem 
It's a real problem I have with the way they present it by saying, hey, a story in six acts and an epilogue. I'm like, great. So now I have a countdown. Thank you for reminding me. I appreciate that's it. That's also, that's just bad. It's like, you are not Lars von Trier. Like, yeah. Don't do that. Giddy the fuck up. <laughs> this isn't Lars von Trier's, yeah. you know, this isn't Alderania, you know. I know yeah. we don't spank horses anymore, but whatever you do to make them go faster. Giddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, guys. So for our first year in summation, we decided uh, we would celebrate with you the listeners so this final uh shebang of a month this is uh the pod stuffs your stocking get your minds out of the gutter this is purely innocent we're just gonna crawl in your your house and put things in your put things in your footwear right very sensual like um so we actually kicked it out to you we're gonna start with a christmas classic and then we let you guys pick a handful of movies so I picked the first movie. This is my Christmas gift to the audience. Uh, I picked a film called Rare Exports. Now, if you have not seen this movie, again, this is one of those we classify as a perfect Josh Griffey movie. <laughs> um, it is essentially the story of a, a a very poor child living in kind of a snow farm scenario <laughs> um, with a bit of an evil POW Santa a lot of the real meaning of Christmas, uh, a darker take on the tale um, of a man who comes around and, and gets into your house and has sway over judging your children and how you parent them. Um, the dark inversion on a Christmas tale and the imagery of this movie is fucking stellar. Uh, just very weird kind of horror fantasy Christmas tale that I think you guys will enjoy if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing this movie. This is something you've talked about for a while that I'm... Definitely going to probably get to the end of it and go, well, that was for sure a Griffey movie. I anticipate my reaction being <laughs> almost similar to Taxidermia, other than almost vomiting. <laughs> yeah, I found that uh, I like to pull kind of weird horror fantasy movies from uh, the whitest parts of Europe for this show, apparently. You really do. through the backlog. I don't know what what's going on. Julian Sands is one of the most popular actors covered on this show. <laughs> like, there's something about that part of the world that is drawing me to it. They are, it's just always some sort of sad, nearly Scandinavian thing that I'm just like, man, fascinating. And but I don't know what it is. My Middle Eastern blood just eats it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the fun part. So we kicked it out to you guys on our social media, on Facebook and Twitter. We got some really good responses, guys. So we picked our four favorites. So first up, our dear friend and listener, Heath Benfield. Yay! A while back, he had messaged me about uh, a film that we both, I think this is one of those, like, I just want to see what Griffey's going to say, thinking I would hate it, but I actually think this movie will make fascinating fodder for the show. Um, we are going to cover The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Sweet. It it's is... It, it's hard. It's a hard movie to explain without going all the way. I wouldn't explain it. Honestly, I would suggest you all watch this movie before you listen to the show because I this is the one time other than maybe like taxidermia or the lure. Eh, even the lore is pretty easy to follow. Like this is the one time I'd say we watch a movie and probably like if you haven't seen it, you're not going to know what we're talking about. It's going to be really difficult. I yeah, would highly this, suggest this watching movie, this movie. It's fascinating because it. If you just read the premise of it or, you know, the logline, it feels like the most very easy and basic kind of genre flick, right? Right. This is a very simple revenge thriller. 
on paper. But then you get to the kind of Yorgos Lathamos of it. Exactly. (laughs) See, there's the crux. Yeah, and this movie, it just becomes a series of some of the most unusual choices of filmmaking. Whether it's the unusual pairing of just completely lifeless visuals with insanely operatic, almost gothic organ music. Uh, the pacing, the editing, the decision making, the a- it, it is such an un- a strange brew, if you will, of choices that while upon first viewing, I left the theater kind of with that that very generic "what the fuck was that" reaction. It was a movie that never quite let go of me, and I kept coming back to and kind of debating with myself what they were going for. So I actually think it makes a perfect movie to cover on the film alchemist podcast this kind of weird hodgepodge of decisions and uh craft that makes something that is hard to put an exact quantification on well it's interesting because like when you hear again the log line is a great example of like elevator pitch you hear the log line like okay cool and i like the idea of the executive walking down like the hallway of whatever floor he was on like hey that's green light oh great cool and like as the doors are closing, someone shouts out, "Also from the director of the Lobster!" And then the doors the doors close, <laughs> and the guy turns and goes, "What? Oh, yeah. fuck!" I mean, the Lobster is another one of those. You're like, this seems like a really cool, interesting sci-fi yeah. premise. And about halfway, in, you're like, "Oh, we're completely off the rails." <laughs> but uh, I yes. like I, I like the Lobster I man. I, like I, the I think lobster killing of well. a sacred deer. I I think what's fun about it is that it is so. Uh, Almost frustratingly convoluted and complicated for what seems like a simple story. But I think it's going to be a great one. That is a great choice, Heath. Thank you, Heath. Uh, he suggested a lot of great ones to us over this first year and been a good supporter of the show. Uh, so more than happy to add that, too. All right, next up, listener and friend Jordan Kirkhoff. Uh, our friend, the teach. You know, the hanging with Mr. Cooper of our podcast lives. <laughs> Yo, teach. Uh, yeah, yo, teach. He picked, of course, of course, a teacher would pick the Warriors, right? Youth run amok. Yep. Uh, the Warriors, or as I like to call it, where's the war? <laughs> <laughs> it should have been called the Runners. That's what I always thought about the Warriors. So uh, I love this movie. I like any movie that takes us in a place where the basic societal structures that we've always taken for granted are gone and see what people fill in that void. Right. So in, in any artist version of what does the world look like when we try to restart? And I love the notion of, you know, just kind of teenage gangs run amok. Um, yeah, it's a fun movie. It's a classic. A lot of us grew up on it and there's, there's a lot of kind of iconic lines and moment from that film where even if, to me, I've always thought The Warriors is a little bit overrated as a cult classic. Sure. But there, there's so many indelible, unforgettable moments and lines from that movie that I totally get why people um, have such a love for it. And I think it'll be a fun one for the show. Yeah, I've never really had that problem with it. I think, I think it's a fucking incredible movie. Like, it's a great, It's a great chase movie, for one. On top of that, you're right. Like, I mean, very, uh, very, like, very often it's hard to find movies with like such style and like that kind of thing. And this movie's like a dirty gutter punk movie about people just trying to get back to of all places, Coney Island, which is like, (laughs) 
which is like it from from where i stand with uh friends from new york like the last place most people want to go um it's kind of funny <laughs> but i really 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 enjoyed uh i really enjoy the warriors like i think warriors is probably one of my favorite movies uh not like of all time but definitely it's it's high up there it's just it's got again like i love all the gangs like that's probably my favorite part of the whole thing is and it should be everybody's favorite part plus uh lynn i think it's lynn thigpen as the voice from the radio oh dude that is just so great that is classic yeah i mean i I think that's it though right is these kind of like these larger totems of various factions in the world and trying to place yourself in there uh you know the just kind of trying to stay alive movie everyone digs that so yeah (laughs) i think i think it'll be a fun one to dig in deeper on um i haven't done that in a long time so i'll be excited to do that all right, next up, friend of the pod, Ben Bruger, hitting Bean. me out of nowhere Bean uh, with a movie I had never even heard of in my entire life. What? Let's see, where does this movie come from? It is called R100. Oh R followed immediately, no spaces, by the number 100. 2013, a comedy drama. Here is the log line. <laughs> For those of you like me who are clueless, have you heard of this, Alex? No, I have absolutely no no idea what you're talking about. Okay, an ordinary man with an ordinary life joins a mysterious club. The membership lasts (laughs) for one year only, and there is one rule. No cancellations under any circumstance. The man enters into a whole new exciting world he never before experienced where crazy love goes wilder and crazier. Grows? Goes. It says goes. It should be grows, I feel like. Is it an illusion or is it real? Uh Uh-oh, we're bordering on street magician territory. Don't like. (laughs) Welcome to the world no one has dared to explore until now. Let me ask this question, Bean. Are we just talking about Amazon Prime? Because, like, that's pretty much what we're describing here. Like, ordinary (laughs) life, membership lasts for one year. There's only one rule, no cancellation. Have you ever tried to cancel Amazon? Oh, my God. The man enters into a whole new exciting world he never before experienced where love – I mean, come on. See, as soon as someone says that and then we start talking about love, I immediately am like, is this the Eyes Wide Shut Club? That's got to be it, right? Is this the Having Sex with Short Rich Men Club? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I the first you, IMDb user uh, review leaves you philosophically baffled having finished the movie. I'm in for that. I always love that. <laughs> I don't like my answers definitive. No, I don't no, like that. Not. So R100, I'm always excited to uh, take on a new flick. So Ben Bruger, a uh, good friend, better guy. Uh, very excited to see the kind of movies that light him up and talk about him, man. Agreed. I actually All right, really Alex. like, I've, if, if, I, before we go move on from, I, there's something Ben does on Facebook that I love, which is he, uh, when he goes and sees movies, he'll do a quick little review, but he also reviews the theater. And it's one of my all-time favorite things to read his theater reviews because I don't know if anybody's ever seen movies with Griffey and I, but we have really strict like theater moral code (laughs) and so does Ben. And it's really funny to like watch him. Like it's really funny to read his blurs about like, Oh, some woman whipped out her phone in the middle of the theater and I threw something at her. Like those are the kinds of things I love about Ben Brugger. So no, Ben is a a culture warrior on the forefront with us. I actually got physically accosted at Thor for telling some guy to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I actually fought for my right to watch Thor Ragnarok. I can't believe it in hindsight, but true. I did. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm excited, man. 
Finally, uh, my my friend uh, Jamin, friend of the pod, been friends for a long time. He suggested um, he was listening to us and realized that we got real lit up whenever Cronenberg comes up. Always, so I'm he always said, down for "It's cold outside." Griff, you're a parent. Why not do the perfect melding of the brood? <laughs> if you've never seen the brood, this oh. is this is perhaps the my favorite. Uh, kind of evil children movie i think it it definitely Although i think even that is a little bit too simple of a definition for what this movie really is i mean it gets so dark and so out there this movie it's, is it's fantastic what, like it's so these, good because it's so it seems so grounded quick straw poll do you think the brood could take out the children of the corn in a heartbeat okay yeah me too like i've always thought heartbeat. that and every time someone brings out children of the corn i'm like Talk to me about the brood, okay? Like, then we'll talk well, about no. it. Well, no. Imagine if Malachi actually had some of the powers of he who walks behind the row instead of just being an overgrown ginger who needs a dentist. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like ah, I'm really bad. No girls brood, like The me. brood are yeah. these hideously awesome chud children who just murder. Like, I mean, that's, they're, that's great news. In, in a, they're not actually even human children in yeah, a Yeah, they're just like it's chuds. It's a very, very strange... The movie ends in it's such a so dramatically uh, grotesque way. And the final reveal is just, it's one of those images in a movie. The moment you see it, you're like, well, that'll be in my nightmares for all time. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I fucking love it. And the performances are great. Yeah. I think The Brood is a perfect Christmas time treat. The Brood uh, is As like you sit in your family's home and you look around at, uh, you know, the family that you don't necessarily want there. And there are many children who run around like savage little monsters. The brood is a perfect brood encapsulation perfect. of your holiday feeling. <laughs> yeah, brood's like early Cronenberg. Like probably the first time he got like legit budget, legit budget money to make a really great movie, and he fucking knocked it out of the park. It's pre-scanners, and it's it's easily one of my favorite Cronenbergs. Like it's like between like the fly. Between the fly, history of violence, and dead ringers, this is definitely one of the tops easily. Yeah, uh, for me, Cronenberg, I would say The Fly is for sure number one. Yep. Um, I think this is my number two, though. Yeah. I love this movie. I'm very excited. Uh, I like that he kind of catered it to us. Like, let's explore more on something you love, man. Really appreciate so that, So that's Jamie. great, guys. So that is our uh, The Pod Stuff's Your Stockings Month. As a thank you to you guys, The Alchemist. Uh, so we're doing Rare Exports. The Killing of a Sacred Deer, R100, <laughs> The Warriors, and The Brood. Sweet. Also, sub-goal. My sub-goal is I want to do a double feature and bring on two of our contributors uh, from this year. So as Alex has been very busy, and I am not, we try <laughs> to keep uh, the lights burning around here, right? We try to get as many films as we can for you guys in this early stage. Um, and two of our dear friends helped fill that void and get us some shows. I'm talking, of course, about Jonathan Holiday and my dear friend Sam Price. So I have devised two double features that I think I can bring both of these guys back. Because if we're going to celebrate the alchemist, we got to have our other uh, fellow alchemist with us. So my goal, I have two, <laughs> two double headers that I'm trying to do. First off. I'm doing a double, uh, a, a horror double feature about family life gone awry. So first off would be Monster in the Closet. Uh, okay. This is a movie, 
it it had it's one of those movies I saw at a shockingly young age that scarred me for a long time. You come back to it and it's an odd hodgepodge. It, it would have fit in perfectly with our things that scared you as children month where it's this odd hodgepodge of why was this scary? But then I totally understand. Right, like at one right. point there's just a dead German shepherd knifed to a wall. Michael Myers, if I remember. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and it has this really great kind of seemingly funny ending, but actually hits a more tragic chord with your heart than you think a movie like that should. Um, and then we're going to a, I don't even know. It's not a B movie. I would put it like a D minus movie. But it is fucking, it's one of those movies I found on a VHS rack way back in the day and I fucking adored. Um, and it's called Head of the Family. <laughs> and so this is essentially a racist old Calvin Candy type, right? Imagine that guy, but in our modern world. But he's actually just a giant head in a wheelchair. Right. A little baby arms and baby legs. <laughs> right? And what we find out is that him and his two siblings were all spawned from one egg. So, like, he got all the brains. So he's just a big head. And he's kind of this racist <laughs> old, like, wants to bring the Confederacy back, if I remember correctly. Perfect. And then he has a brother who's a gigantic, muscle-bound, blind man. <laughs> and then the third sibling is a super smoking hot, uh, kind of pin-up blonde <laughs> who they use to trap men. And then the muscle guy will beat him up and they bring him back to the, the head of the family, the racist old... Uh, kind of a Calvin Candy Professor X hybrid. <laughs> it's it's just one of those wacky films that I like the idea of some guy going Eureka, like spitting his coffee out and feverishly typing that script and Perfect. seeing it all the way through. So I'm excited for that. My second curation or a double feature I'm hoping to do. These are movies that should have featured Christopher Lambert. <laughs> he of Highlander fame, one of my all time favorite. Guys, from my favorite movie. First up, my wife and I's very first date movie. This is uh, Alchemist Trivia for you guys. Brotherhood of the Wolf. This is kind of a French martial arts revolution era flick. Yes. With no werewolves. Frenchman from the Americas with a Native American sidekick doing lots of karate and hunting down what may or may not be a werewolf. Um. It is just a phenomenal melding of all the things that teenage me loved. (laughs) Had a lot of karate, has Monica Bellucci, possibly a werewolf. It was golden. Uh, I don't know how my wife ever went back out with me, and we ended up getting married and being together for yeah, all these seriously, years. Seriously, you really hit the jackpot, man. She oh was. She, she's, a, she's a saint. For our 10-year anniversary together, that's what she got me, was Brotherhood of the Wolf on Blu-ray. Wow. Wow. Uh, it is a fun fucking movie. And, it, and what makes it memorable to me is as I watch it, I always watch the lead actor whose name I forget. It's Samuel uh, he always LeBehan. Yeah, he reminds me of kind of a, a buffed up Christopher Lambert. And I'm like, if only this movie had come out in the early 90s, you know, this for the, would have been Lambert. You know, for the longest time, I thought it was just because like, I'm like, well, what other French Bond guy is there? Like, I always thought, I was just like, is there yeah. another French Bond actor? Like, he's not fat, so he's not Depardieu. <laughs> like, he's who not, else do I know? He's not literally Jabba the Hutt proportion, so yeah. it's definitely not Gerard He's Depardieu. not fat and drunk and urinating on people in public, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, okay, now here's, here's going to be my hard one. I'm going to try to convince Sam that in the film Willow... That they missed a huge opportunity by not casting Christopher Lambert as Mad Mardigan instead of Val Kilmer. That is... A little-known indie choice, Val Kilmer. 
Wow. That is, is that's one of Sam's favorite movies, right? It's it's a great movie. It was one of my my foundational childhood like, movies, man. Th- and I mean that's probably one of the one of the better known Val Kilmer roles. So, geez, that's that's going to be a tough sell. I I think in a way it was not the right role for Val, but Christopher <laughs> Lambert, he of the the wisdom of many ages, would have been perfect if the first thing you saw was the man in the cage and he whipped around. Hello, we love. <laughs> it was Christopher Lambert. I like I like the idea that he of the man of many ages. I like that in this we're in this world we're living in, you believe that Christopher Lambert, not just as the Highlander on film, but also in real life. Yeah, yeah. No, because I follow him still very closely on social media. He's kind of become this weird, creepy, not cool uncle that you kind of imagined exactly he would become. But I forsake that. I think it's a ruse. To throw us off the scent that he's about to shuck the name of Lambert and go on to be uh, the next iteration of it's his actually immortal son. one of my favorite cartoons, The Venture Brothers. There's this amazing subplot in one of the episodes with uh, Christopher <laughs> Lambert wearing leisure suits. It's one of my all-time favorite episodes <laughs> of the show. But there's like a subplot where the jealousy of Christopher Lambert like overrules Dr. Venture's mind. It's really funny. I mean, this is great. I love Lambert. I love weird horror movies, and I love our co-hosts, so I think this has potential to be our greatest month yet. Me too. Uh, we've had some really good months so far. Uh, this one I'm very excited about. And we were discussing shows coming up, guys. The next year is going to be even better. Bonkers! So, as always, guys, get ahead of the curve. Watch these movies. You can find all these choices on the Letterbox app. Uh, we have a list called the Film Alchemist Podcast List with every movie we've covered or are guaranteed planning on covering. So you can connect with us, give us suggestions there, and uh, stay abreast of what we're doing, man. Also, watch these movies with your friends. Share the show with them, if you would, on your social media. Help us reach other alchemists so that by next Christmas, we can find even more interesting things to stuff in your stocking. Um, it helps us grow the show a lot. If you listen to our show on any podcast directory where you can leave a comment, rating, or review, or if you even watch our shows on YouTube now, uh, just listen to the audio on YouTube. Any comments and upvotes, all that stuff you do on there would be helpful too. Um, these seem like simple things, but they do not take you a lot of time, and they do mean the world to a show like ours. It's kind of just getting our footing and climbing this uh, this huge mountain of podcasts out there so uh you guys have done a lot for us this year and i personally am thankful this is a show that we dreamed about doing for a long time once we uh started podcasting together and it was kind of scary to jump in and start a new show after we had kind of found some success with our other show uh not knowing if anyone was going to listen at all and uh we've been pleasantly surprised man and uh this year's journey on the show has been really fun yeah, I've had a really good time jumping in, especially on stuff that, you know, I'm not necessarily as comfortable as Griffey is a lot of the time when it comes to, like, analyzing these movies and doing this kind of thing. So it was a lot of fun <laughs> to jump in and do something that was outside my comfort zone. I, I really have enjoyed this last year, and I've really enjoyed participating with you guys and you guys telling us what you want to see. That's That's been something that's brought me the most joy, probably. Yeah, man, and I hope it's the same way for alchemists who listen, but for me, it, it just reignites my passion for movies. Like, I, every time I'm scrolling through streaming or I'm at a store trying to find a movie to buy or watch, I'm just like, oh, my God, we could actually have a cool conversation about this. So 
it gets you re-amped up for the movies, man. And, uh, you know, having seen as many movies as I do and watching as many as I do, it's awesome to still be able to get up like that. And a lot of that is because of you guys and because of you, Alex. So I, I am very Dude. appreciative for this year. I can't wait to finish out strong. And we're already crafting a fine uh, group of films for next year. So this has all been awesome, man. I'm super fucking excited to stuff your stockings, people. As am I. But get, again, get your head out of the gutter, friends. Yeah, that's right. For the film alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Dandino. Ho, 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 bitches. <laughs> <laughs>